take a deep breath Take the higher road That's what they always say As if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself It's life and just a dream You make your own So kick and scream The people will like With a never-ending force You never had the chance So what you waiting for The day has come, my friend Cause this is war On this journey, much has been lost. The price for standing in righteous truth has been high. There have been those who have chosen to abandon us, some after decades-long friendships. But when we realize that it is just the wheat separating from the chaff, although still painful, it becomes that much easier to bear. It is understanding that they can't come where we are going. All we can do is wish them well. For all we have lost on this journey, we have gained so much more. Along this journey of self-discovery, we have found our tribe. We have learned what we are made of, what we value, and who we want to surround ourselves with moving forward. We are connecting with people who share our same values, beliefs, and passions. When we are able to be together, whether it be at networking events, in online communities, or when we gather together in worship, the fellowship that we share when we are at our most vulnerable fosters meaningful relationships that will last a lifetime. You're listening to Nurses Out Loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton. Before we get started today, I do want to encourage our listeners, if you have questions or comments, or perhaps you want to share your own experiences with what you're seeing on the front lines of healthcare, you can submit those to any of the hosts by visiting americaoutloud.com forward slash nurses out loud. From there, you can select the name of the nurse you'd like to direct it to from our drop down menu. We would love to hear from you. We encourage all of you to engage in the battle and find your voice in this fight. But until you're able to do that, we will be that voice for you. Joining me today to talk about some of these gains and losses is my amazing sister nurse and your Friday host on Nurses Out Loud, Jody O'Malley. Jody, welcome. Welcome back. Oh, thank you, Kimberly. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yeah, it's all, you know, and we've been together, what, for a week now, right? Has yes. it been a week? Yeah, so Jody flew in, what? Um, oh, we, yeah. Ago? Yeah, for the we had the American Freedom Nurses Summit here in Nashville, Tennessee. So Jody was here with me for that. And we'll talk a little bit about that here in just a little bit. But really wanted to touch today on on these losses and the and gains that we have you know sustained on this journey. Yeah, and I think it's been very significant um what we've been through these past three years and especially really where we are going, right? I mean, we're, we're going in like a completely different paradigm shift in healthcare, but with everything that, you know, um, ends, which our sick care system absolutely needs to end. Um, I, I think there is just a lot of um, struggles that come along with it. 
And, you know, I think we were talking about it this weekend, uh, about how our generation really hasn't seen any really hard times. Yeah. You know, and uh, this is definitely one of them. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think the let's talk about some of the things that we have lost on this journey. And I touched a little bit about this in my intro. You know, we've lost friendships, right? We've lost some family members uh, in some cases. Um, we've lost these relationships, you know, that maybe we once valued as our, you know, maybe we thought they were a little bit deeper than they actually were. And we've discovered that these relationships were ultimately more superficial than we may have initially thought. Um, and that in, in and of itself can be painful when we realize that, you know, it's our relationships that we thought were um, these deep and meaningful connections were actually just, you know, just kind of scratch the surface and they would be gone. Right. I mean, I've really had to mourn the loss of that in some ways, in general, overall, I think, you know, I, I've gotten pretty good at allowing people to exit my life when, you know, the Lord wants them to, I guess, yes. or they no longer serve me. So, you know, this isn't the first time that I've lost people in my life. Um, and I always tell others and remind myself that people are here for seasons and reasons. Amen. And this is absolutely no different, but it's still loss. And, you know, for me, I had many friendships that, you know, were decades long. And although they are still there, you know, they never called me up and said, I'm not your friend anymore. Right. They never, you know, talked smack about me on Facebook or something. Right. Huh. Um, but they're definitely, definitely not the way they once were. And that kind of began during COVID, you know, and I think you can relate to that because you and I had discernment over what was going on. And we, you know, were educating ourselves like day and night, right? And researching. And so when you did, you know, connect with those friends, you know, a lot that, you know, that was controlling our life was COVID, especially as a nurse at the bedside, taking care of COVID patients. So I kind of recognized early on in 2020, 2021, um, how people were handling it, right? And when I would touch base and, and catch up with those friends, I would talk about COVID and they really wanted nothing to do with it then. Yeah, people are definitely burying their heads in the sand or just, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I think fear had a lot to do with it. But, you know, that's one thing I do miss, Jody, is I miss that camaraderie between, you know, our brothers and sister nurses, right? Mm -hmm. I had such great relationships with the nurses I worked with. Um, you know, we talk a lot about toxic and toxicity in the nursing field. I was so blessed and lucky that I did. I never experienced that. You know, they talk about like nurses eating their young. I didn't really go through that. I don't know if it was because I was so old when I came into nursing. Um, you know, I've, I've been in healthcare for 26 years, but I, I got my RN later in life. So maybe it was because they were younger than me. I don't know. But, um, uh, but I had such great relationships. I always felt very blessed. But then it's like you said, it's not that they, 
um, said anything bad or it's not that they said I'm not your friend anymore they they haven't unfriended me on Facebook or well some of them have but most of them have not right but it's just like that connection is no longer there you know you, I we just never hear from them any longer and I guess you know I can understand like I for the long time the longest time like Facebook memories would pop up and I'd want to share those um, you know pictures of but then you realize that they don't really have any interest in that like they don't want me tagging them right in their pictures like they don't say anything negative but it's like they just act like we're not here you know yeah like you know they're they're you know still there mm-hmm but they're not really there they're not there and and then the few that are you know um they will reach out privately doesn't that annoy the crap out of you oh my gosh girl i i literally just (laughs) i i really i i have to i have to pray before i i yeah i type because they mean well but it's really an insult to me i feel very insulted almost yeah when like hey you know thank you i just want to let you know that i am behind you and i'm cheering you on from back here and i wish i could do what you do but i have a mortgage to pay all right like we all have a mortgage to how pay. many times and, have you heard that oh my god i can't even count how many times i've heard that yeah same and i just i have that same blank stare as i just look at them and it's it's so difficult yeah so to me it's kind of insulting so i'll just like you know i'll just let you know right now please don't even bother just say nothing at all, I guess. Is, you know, I you know. I'm, I agree with you, you know, because at, at some point, you know, you and I are really the most loving and kind people, yeah. you know, and empathetic. Yes. But I agree with you on that. You know, I, I don't need to hear from you unless you want to own up to being a coward and, um, and still loving me. You know, right, like, right. listen, I love you, Jody. I totally respect, I totally respect what you're doing, but I am, I am a coward and I, and I don't want to post on Facebook. And so, but listen, anything I can help you out with behind the scenes, I'm totally down. Like I would have way more respect mm-hmm. for that person. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just sad. I, I just can't. And, and it's so, and I think we touched about this. We, we did a show recently. And we talked about how those 11 IT workers shut down the mandates at their hospital when they just banded together and they said, no, we're not accepting this. That was 11 IT workers. Think about the number of nurses in this country and how we could have turned this around early on if the nurses had just come together and said, no, we're not doing this. Right. And what is it exactly? We are not First of all, we could have stepped up collectively for our patients and we can say, no, you are not keeping, you're not keeping the casinos open and the strip clubs open and not allowing an advocate at bedside. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely absurd. Um, And these people live in the same household and, oh, well, we're afraid they'll get COVID too. Well, they just came from the same household. They just drove in the same vehicle. Even, you know, at the least have them sign a waiver. That's right. I mean, how hard is that? How difficult is that? But what would many nurses say? I'll tell you what I've heard so many times. We don't need, I don't need another patient. We don't need two patients as if people were oh dropping God. dead in front of you. Exactly. Exactly. It was all so absurd. Um, and, and, you know, when we 
took that advocate away from the patient, we also took away eyes and ears and hands of helping uh, the nurses. You know, we're always stretched so thin. And I always loved having a family member at the bedside. Many of them would assist uh, in many ways. And they were literally our eyes and ears when uh, there was something going on with the patient, they would alert us to that. So that's something I always really found value in, particularly in the ICU. Yeah, absolutely. The advocate at the bedside, you cannot... Um, downplay how important of a role it is in the the a good outcome for the patient because not only that but it's the isolation right we we isolated them from most contact because physicians weren't going in the room they were getting the report from the nurse and they were charting report received from nurse due to limiting COVID exposure. Um, your pharmacy, they weren't going in the room. No, PT um, wasn't going PT, in the room. Those patients were not being ambulated. That's right. That's right. And so, and then, you know, the nurses were able to limit their time in the room. You know, how many nurses out there that are listening remember pulling your vitals machine mm. through the door yes, the, into and the, the hallway? Pump. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And your IV pumps, right? So ridiculous. And they were like, literally cluttering that had been a fire hazard of some kind. I, I'm, I'm sure it was. Um, like, is Jayco, uh, you know, what would Jayco have said pre-COVID? Uh, you <laughs> what know? would infectious <laughs> well, right. or control would have Wearing said. the same mask, you know, COVID patient room, non-COVID patient room, sticking, sticking it in that magic brown paper bag. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> but I, yeah, I agree with you. Like, you know, as far as the, the nurses, those relationships, mm-hmm. you know, you and I were talking earlier about how we identified. Yes. Like our identity. That's our identity. I, my identity really lied in, in nurse. I was a nurse, you know, and, and I'm still a nurse. You're still a nurse. But that's so much of who I was and how I identified myself. And not everybody is like that. You know, some nurses are, um, you know, they're like, this is not who I am. This is my job. Right. That And while it was my job and my career, this is who I am. I'm a nurse. I'll always be a nurse and a nurturer and a, and a caretaker. Um, and, and I don't think that you have to be at the bedside for that to be. Yeah. But it's I'm, hard. I mean, you know, it's like now my identity is a whistleblower, yeah. which, which, you know, I love that. But trust me, if I had given the option, mm-hmm. I would much rather keep the critical care nurse identity. Absolutely. I mean, that was something I was very proud of. I worked very hard for it. Um, for a lot of years, you know, but and it just seemed like in the blink of an eye, it was over. But what choice, you know, did we have? I mean, mm-hmm. we not we. I, I guess there was a choice. Uh, so many others made it, but for for me, there was just no other option. But you know, so we lose our identity, right? We lose structure was a big one, right? I mean, as, especially as ICU nurses, we are so regimented in what we do. And we know that we work our three or four shifts and then we, um, you know, have the rest of our life planned out. What are we going to do on our days off? I used to like to go shopping and play my, you know, instruments, that sort of thing. Um, and just do, you know, focus on hobbies that brought me joy. Right. And now there's no more of that. There, that's gone. It's gone. Yeah, that's gone. But the structure is gone, you know, we're, we're creating something completely new, you know, and learning, you know, now we're learning how to be radio hosts, um, uh, uh, authors, right, writing books, right, um, 
website designer, content creator, <laughs> video, so I mean, influencer, um, entrepreneur. That's graphic design. Graphic I mean, design. Our resume has really grown. Um, gosh. <laughs> You know, it's, and which is, which is not a bad thing, you know, and it's always, I'm a lifelong learner anyway. I'm sure you identify as the same. So it's been interesting to see what other talents, because I've been in healthcare for 26 years, right? I mean, I've, I'm a pretty versatile person. I've always done, I've done administrative, I've done clinical, but it's been interesting to see, um, how we have been able to really pivot. I mean, as nurses, there's so much that we do at the bedside that, that translates into what we're doing now, whether that be marketing, building relationships oh, with people. Oh yeah, you forgot we're marketers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you know, all of that. Yeah, I mean, and then the routine, you know, I, like you said, I, I had my schedule planned out like eight weeks in advance. Mm -hmm. I knew what days I was working, you know, two months ahead of time. Yeah. And, and I could plan accordingly. I, I would plan my working out or my uh, hip hop classes that I took or social time with friends. Yeah. And now it's like we work literally 20 hours a day and we're dreaming about <laughs> it even when we're sleeping. That's so it's right. like 24 hours a day yeah. for two years. It's yeah. hard. It is hard, you know, and it, it, we lose that ability to schedule that social time, which is so important, you know, because we do feel isolated in many cases. Yeah. Um, and we, we lose that ability to say, Hey, yeah, you will go to get together for dinner because I, I don't know if I'm even going to be in the state. I don't know what event is coming up That's or, right. you know, w if I'll be traveling or any of that. So it, it really makes us unavailable for all our friendships. And, and I'm even the ones that, um, have stuck by us through all this. You got to meet some of my amazing friends here recently. Um, yes, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got some great friends. My friends Gina, Jill, Danielle, uh, Matt. We all went to dinner here recently. They were all blessed to have met Jody. Um, but those are friends of mine who, you know, uh, pre-pandemic and all through the pandemic, you know, we were all very, um, you know, socially active together. Um, you know, politically active together. And, you know, since that all of this has taken place, this has really taken precedent. This is become my life yeah absolutely. this has become my life right so. right i mean outside of the you know the financial security now we're yeah. out now we're nurse entrepreneurs yeah. and we're trying to help other nurse entrepreneurs you know and so it, there are a lot of benefits though outside oh, yeah. of the weight gain exactly <laughs> i say when we talk about what we lost what have we gained uh, 25 pounds um yeah uh, a, a boatload of stress i mean right. you know <laughs> So yeah, so those are some of the gains that may not be so fun. Um, so yeah, guys, speak your truth. You know, yeah. speak the truth and come <laughs> and come on this uh, on this wild ride with us. You know, you gain a lot of weight, you yeah. lose your routine. <laughs> it's, it's been interesting, um, but has it been worth it? What did you say? What oh you my say? gosh, yes, absolutely. It, 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 it it's worth it because you know you're walking in um, God's will. Amen. Yeah, there, I've you know what again been in healthcare twenty six years. Uh, I have never in my life felt more fulfilled than I have been since I am walking in my purpose since starting you know Nurse Freedom Network and now Remnant Nursing uh, and all of this. Somebody called me an activist uh, not too long ago, and I thought I'm I'm not an activist. You know, I'm an advocate. I'm an advocate. I'll take that one. But act activist, it just seems. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna off. look up the definition. What does it say? See why it's hitting you wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Activist. 
I guess maybe because you know I think I associate. Um, oh you know, no, you're an activist. You think? Yeah. Because <laughs> okay. What does it say? A person who campaigns to bring about political or social change. Well, when I think of like activists, like now just the way the climate is, you know, the political climate, when I think activists, I think, you know, uh, BLM, I think, um, oh, you know, yes. that sort of thing. Uh, and I don't feel like an activist in those kind of ways, you know, uh, but I am an advocate and I'm, at, and I guess you could say those, uh, you know, are advocating as well. And I guess um, it's kind of like the word militia. Mm -hmm. I always thought the word militia was Again, yeah. extreme. Extreme, yeah, right? exactly. Um, but, you know, it, it doesn't have to be, right? Right. Um, it, it says here the historical definition of that, because, of course, I have to look it up. Mm -hmm. um, all, it says all able-bodied citizens yeah. eligible by law to, become, to be called on to provide military ser service to the regular armed forces. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was like an... A, an answer to the army's manpower problem. Right. Um, but I think of militia as, you know, the people that overthrew, right. You know, right. government, but yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny how we have just different, um, uh, you know, different words kind of hit us different ways. Uh, but you know, I think that one of the other things, you know, we, we've gained definitely, is and we talked a little bit about this i talked about this in my intros those authentic relationships mm -hmm. right those finding your tribe right when you when you already thought you had your yes. tribe right because because i had a lot of friends that were friends of friends yep. that i would hang out with you know different groups of people um that we would you know interact with and and yeah i mean i you know what I find that's interesting about these relationships that we are are meeting people is that you talk to them and you ask them like why did they risk it all? Why did mm -hmm. they step out? And they all say that they were called to yes. do that. Yeah. And so we all it's it's the craziest thing to think that like God is has called us and we answered yeah. and as hard as the times are like the the peaks in the valleys um there i don't think they're anywhere near as hard as it would be to try to ignore reality yeah. to ignore the calling of god to ignore that little whisper to try to sleep at night and to look at yourself in the mirror and you know for those that have kids to try to raise your kids with morals and values that you aren't even following exactly exactly and and, and many people will say you know well, i'm doing this for my children and it is to the detriment of your children and to so many uh the, of the future you know children americans haven't even been born yet that you know you're not serving them you're not serving your own morals and values when you ignore the harm that is coming to humanity, um, I can't understand that mindset. I, I, I try to, I try to so desperately and I just can't. But like you said, when, when we're, I mean, I felt very called uh, to this, to this path and um, there's no other way to describe it except a calling. But I've always, and I always wonder, and I struggle with this, I'm like, and I've asked God, I've cried out to God, like, why did you choose me? Yes. I cannot, I'm like, why? There are a million people who are so much more qualified 
than myself to to do this but here i am and we know you know god does not call the qualified he qualifies the called so um i believe that he's giving me everything i need to to take up this path and you know it's it's gonna i'm i do my best i know that there are times when you know i'm weak and there are times when i am very have strength i could not even imagine and and the ability to lead um i don't know and i can only say it comes from god right it 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 does and and it's also one of those it's also one of those things where you're when you talk to someone and you both realize that through a series of events you can literally look back at your life and see how you got here yes. and every single one of us realizes what we have done because you know to get us to where we are it, it's kind of like i tell people about you know the courage right to blow the whistle the courage to record and people that you work with and expose it to the world yeah. through the internet and they say you know and i t- tell people all the time Listen, guys, I I didn't wake up one day and say, this is what I'm doing. I can easily look back at my life and see all of the like battles essentially that I went through that gave me the tools to have the courage. Amen. God was pruning us for this moment. You know, he he really was. Uh, I, I feel that, as you said, when you look back on your life, you can see those little moments and times during your life when you're like, okay, this makes sense now. Now I understand why I went through this, why I went through that. It was all to prepare me for this, uh, you know, this time, uh, such a time as this, when I really feel that, that God has perfectly positioned all of us, all of our paths meant to cross, um, you know, and yeah. there's just no other, there's no other way to answer that other than, you know, we've been called and we've answered. Right. And, and we understand why now. And and trusting in his word, you know, like what he says in Jeremiah 29, 11, Yes. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And so I think that's what we've all really relied on. And, and the one thing that we absolutely do have in common is that we love God, what there's a scripture that, you know, says, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, like mind and soul, something like that. And we absolutely do. And so, you know, it's really cool when you know that everybody loves our father just as much. And we're here trusting in him, right? Because that's where faith comes in um, to, you know, say, we don't care what you're going to throw at us. Throw whatever you want to throw at us because it doesn't matter because this world is in our home um, and we're going to do the best we can to help our brothers and sisters, you know, live a life with Jesus um, versus, you know, going to hell. So there's definitely peace in that. You're you're 100 percent correct there. There is a peace in that that cannot be denied. Um, you know, it's, it's been an interesting journey. It's been an interesting, uh, nearly three years now, right? But, you know, I've always had faith. Um, I've always been a believer. I don't ever remember a time when I questioned my faith. 
Right. Um, I've Same. always just, I've always been a believer, but I will say that over these last what is, three years now, you know, my, my relationship uh, with God has just grown exponentially. He has revealed himself to me in so many ways um, that I can't even begin to tell you. So it's, it's been really amazing to feel that comfort and peace on this journey uh, as I, um, as I walk it. And just where I feel like I should probably be having a nervous breakdown every day. You know, I haven't worked in uh, two years. I haven't had an income. And again, no good reason I should still be here with my head above water. But here I am. Yeah. How do you how do you describe that? Well, and like you said, how he shows up. Yeah. And that's the cool part, because he shows up in so many different ways, whether that be um you know sending a word through somebody else that he's already laid on your heart that just gives you confirmation that he's there a sign a picture a song um just you know a phone call everywhere he shows up and then you're like yep i'm on the right path okay you know if this is the plan you have for me i know it's great and you are just using me to further your kingdom Amen. And moving forward, I can't wait to see what's to come. America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio network. You can also listen on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps available on Apple, Android, or Alexa 24-7. Great talk radio. All of our shows go to podcast the following day. You can hear them on apps such as Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, and many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for me. I'll catch you on the other side of this break. Stay with us. It's time in this World class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx nasal solution cleanse. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Save 20% by using promo code out loud at cofixrx.com. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us 
as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Nurses Out Loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton. Wherever you're listening from today and whatever you're doing, I thank you for giving me the gift of your time. Let's jump right back in. If you're just joining us, we've been talking with the amazing Jody O'Malley. Well, we're not redoing that. Jody O'Malley. <laughs> no, girl, it's live. It's, it's live, yeah. <laughs> you know, you sometimes you just, you know what, we're nurses. We just go with the flow. You know, it is what it is, right? So we were talking about in the beginning of the show, we were talking about some of the things we have lost on this journey and some of the things we have gained. And one of the things we've gained on this journey is that we've really found some authentic, some meaningful relationships. It's if we, as if we have found our tribe. Right. 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 And connected with the people mm-hmm. we're always meant to. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, that feeling that you, you got when you were a little kid and you met your best friend. And you just knew it and it was easy and you wanted to be together all the time and and that and and you don't really experience that um, as an adult, you know, because, you know, you're off doing your own thing. You have your own uh, families or, you know, you're into your career, whatever the case may be. Um, But oftentimes long lasting best friends aren't created when you're, you know, older. It's true. I, you never think about making these lifelong, like lifelong friends. You always think that your lifelong friends are going to be who has been around all the time, like since your childhood. And you don't think about making those connections as adults. It's more about making, you know, acquaintances and maybe somebody you go to have dinner with, but you don't really, um, think about having a, a new friend as an adult where you're, that you're going to like just be sitting, you know, at home in your computer in your pajamas. I'm not mentioning any names, but that might be what we're doing right now. You know, <laughs> right. like, Nurse Kimberly meets Nurse Jody O'Malley, and now we're sitting here in our PJs recording an episode of Nurses Out Loud. So, like, I never would have imagined that. Um, but here we are. Here we are. Right. I mean, we, we just met each other six months, seven, eight, seven, eight, what? Oh, September. Gosh. September of last year. Was it? But I was following you for a couple yeah. months prior. To and that. I knew who you were. Yeah, I, I knew who you were, and I had seen, you know, the Project Veritas video, and was cheering you on, like almost like jumping off off of my uh, couch going, yeah, girl, yeah, exactly, thank you, you know? So um, we did kind of uh, follow one another's work and it, what a blessing it's been though to get to know right. you. And now you're, we're best friends yeah. for life, for like life. Literally. literally. If you go through what we've gone through yeah. together, or I mean, we went through it, into, you know, separately, um, but we, had the same ideas the thoughts we knew what was up and if you go through that kind of hell and you meet somebody on the other side of it who went through the same hell with you um there there's nothing like that you know most people think that their their friends will end in college right if you haven't made any like long-lasting friends since college then um then you're done like you're not going to meet anymore but we literally have met like dozens of friends like that exactly and that's why in events like you know we just had the american freedom nurses summit uh we had our our second one our first one was in orlando this past january and that was an incredible event and our first um, one that nurse freedom network put on 
yeah. which Kimberly is very shy um, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. uh, she, but she is the founder of Nurse Freedom Network, who has been putting on events such as these and traveling around representing it at other events tirelessly, guys tirelessly she is doing she is traveling you know more times than she spends at home and she's only able to do that through donations so i do want to put um, a plug in there for nursefreedomnetwork.org and um and the best thing you can do is become a monthly supporter right and and we also have remnant nursing but the reason why i say the monthly supporter you know it's like even you know your 20 dollars a month you know um it she can rely on that and see well i have you know x amount of monthly supporters coming in so she can budget for events uh, which you know we're going you're going to do more of. yes absolutely i mean the success that we've had with uh just these past two events i mean some of the uh you know adjectives that we've heard you know powerful impactful um you know empowering um needed needed you know needed. it's so necessary groundbreaking right. you know we've heard all of these you know as we start to shift the paradigm in healthcare um this is so necessary in order to do that um, so it was, I couldn't have asked for it to go any better. We have some amazing nurses that have really stepped up and, and taken and joined for a joined nurse freedom network and in being leaders, um, in this movement. And how many nurses did, didn't you say that there was, um, uh, an office that shut down so they could yes, bring nurses? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So in their local here in Tennessee, uh, and they shut down their entire practice so that their nurses, their entire staff could attend our conference. And when I tell you, you know, I, I get a little tenderhearted sometimes, but that literally brought a tear to my eye because I couldn't believe that, you know, this, this little movement or whatever it is that I started, like this organization that I started with a bullhorn in a parking lot of St. Thomas Hospital, you know, I was what out there. What did you there. do? So I went out to, I had already started the organization, you know, I was just, it started, Nurse Freedom Network started as a Facebook group, right? It was just only ever intended to be somewhere, you know, that all of us who were kind of scratching our heads saying, what are we going to do? Just someplace for us to get together and, and navigate our way through COVID clown world. Um, but it quickly evolved from there. You know, I, I noticed that St. Thomas um, Hospital Ascension were, was, were firing their nurses and they were denying religious exemptions this is a religious institution it isn't insanity it was absolutely crazy so i got my bullhorn and my sign i got my nurse freedom network sign i took my bullhorn and i gathered some nurses mm -hmm. quite a few nurses and we uh went out and we protested at saint thomas hospital and i remember the ceo uh, of ascension or saint thomas midtown was on top of the parking garage structure and I was down below with my bullhorn and I was literally kind of, I was like, you should be ashamed of yourself. A religious institution denying religious exemptions for your nurses and firing your nurses. Um, and, uh, you know, that that's really how it started. And it just quickly grew and evolved from there. Um, I'm curious to know how many, you said a bunch of us. Oh, yeah. And so now you're, you're really the only one left standing out of all those people that... No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that there are still people that are standing um, strong in the fight. And, you know, we, when we started Nurse Freedom Network, we started building advocacy teams in all 50 states. And that was, you know, important 
you know, moving forward so that we'd have boots on the ground everywhere growing these. And, you know, we had uh, Illinois, we had Indiana, uh, Texas, California, Florida, uh, Georgia, Virginia, we have nurses everywhere, you know, building these advocacy teams and, and protesting at these local hospitals. I think the need for that kind of died down as, you know, more exemptions started to be accepted kind of quietly, right. you know, right. so we, they, you know, didn't feel the need um, to, to have those types of events any longer. Um, but I'll still do it. I just want to do it just for the fun of it. You know, <laughs> kind of, kind of just kind of, I, I still kind of drive around uh, parking lots of hospitals with my nurse freedom network just because you know right just because you know what i would do during covid i would go in with uh, my scrubs even on my days off to like oh yeah to traumatize people with oh no God. mask on yes. and just watch them just i you know my whole point in doing that is i just didn't want i wanted to show them that I, not everybody's scared right exactly. some of us still have our common sense about us oh they would want to spit on me when i would i have to used to have to clarify during like, the height of the pandemic if i would go into a store like on my way into the hospital and i have my scrubs on and you get that look like oh my god you're the virus and what are you doing and how dare you come right. out here like this and i'm like okay like i'm going into work not coming off of my shift everything's clean i'm good right. yeah, it was absolutely <laughs> absurd but um the, the I, I won't forget the way that we were treated during that time if you remember um, when they were doing like the screening uh, thing, so you can get oh, into the different, screening yeah, the screening questions. Have you been around anyone with COVID? Yes. Well, yes, I'm a nurse. Right. I can't get in the gym. I'm like, so can I never go to the gym? I mean, I have PPE on, right? right? So, but those things, like I could never get into a restaurant. I couldn't go into a gym because there was so much gray area yeah. for nurses. And they were just like, well, you don't pass the screening. Right. And that that was just, what, what, what incredible times. Um, and, and we can never forget what they did to us no no you know what that's right it's like we we want i mean the this we're going to be talking about ways to move forward yeah. and and but kimberly's right we cannot forget what they did to us you know i mean you had biden that just came out and said we're not, we're going to do away with all of the um requirements for vaccines in the federal level no more cms mandates for it and all of now that. that the damage has been done i but, guess right. so, okay. exactly yeah. it's like no no dude you're yeah. not getting away with it that easy yeah absolutely not and we still continue to see uh the devastation and it is at a catastrophic level when you think about it yeah, and, it, and when you're thinking about theirs only being about one percent reported and and seeing the number that is coming in and and you know people can call these other you know reports of sudden death or you know anecdotal or whatever but i think we all know what's going on right um, you know whether you want to admit that or not um yeah we, it's, it's we see what's going on and that's why these events are so important because we do know so many of you nurses that are in the hospital still do not want to be there right and it is getting worse and worse and worse and that is why it is so important to speak out number one because when you speak out other like-minded people hear you and and they come to you you know um they gather you together exactly and you know let's talk about let's go back to talking about the events a little bit because it was such an i i mean i'm not i'm not bragging or anything i had to put the, together the lineup but now we have some just amazing nurses and i'm just i'm really proud of that. you know what i'm most proud of though jody is and what i what really um 
touches me is just the amazing relationships that y'all have built with one another and the way you guys love on one another and support one another it's it's just amazing for me to see because you know i started this as one nurse and i see this growing and growing and i see these nurses coming together we talk about um, toxicity and nursing and there is none of that with us there's none of that with any of us it is not i like the hashtag i made non-toxic nursing what do you think of that i made non-toxic nursing yeah. No, not I made. No, I made. Oh, the I made. Not <laughs> anyway. There's <laughs> a little communication. We have what we have here is a failure to communicate. But no, the hashtag that I made, hashtag non toxic nursing. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Her Boston accent. Yeah. And then yeah, when, she's, when she has this big smile and wants to laugh, you know, like, okay, what did you just say? <laughs> yes, non toxic nursing. Yeah. I, just the way that these nurses support one another and love on one another is just, it is so amazing. And it's so um, just fulfilling for me to see, to see that. And I'm so grateful for all of these amazing people. So we had, some amazing presenters. I presented a course on remnant nursing and about shifting the paradigm in healthcare. Where we, where do we go from here? Um, we had. Uh, well, tell them about tell them about yeah. remnant nursing. Yeah, so remnant nursing. You know, alongside of our five hundred one c three, we established a five hundred eight c one a nonprofit uh, private membership association. So through that, we are providing concierge nursing services that is completely outside of the public domain. So you have to join. You have to pay a membership fee. It's pretty normal. It's thirty dollars a month uh, to join and gain access to the services. Um, but do, by doing that, it uh, takes the federal government, state and local, I uh, have no jurisdiction over what we do. And the PMA model is not anything new. You know, the American Nursing Association, that's a PMA. Right. Boy Scouts of America, that's a PMA. And all that means is that. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. That just means that our organization and group, we don't, we abide by our own bylaws and rules that we create. Oh, and yeah. because it's private membership, when somebody enters into the agreement, right, right. that's between the two of you. Yeah, it's our constitutionally guaranteed right to private contract. Oh. Yeah. So, and, you know, for that, of course, we, you know, we have, it's all cash pay, um, but, you know, but in doing this, we don't have any financial backing, but it's a self-sustainable model, right? Once we have um, membership growing, and that's why membership uh, retention is so crucial. Right. That's how we're going to sustain. Because if we take financial backing and say, you know, it's been offered in certain cases, but I've had to use a lot of discernment mm -hmm. um, with this because, you know, by by doing this on our own, we don't have to answer to, you know, the edicts of those who would place profits over patients. Right. Right. And we're not doing that anymore. No, we're done. We're done. And and it's also, you know, nurses have a lot of knowledge. Yeah. A ton of knowledge, you guys, you know, you do, you know, maybe somebody hasn't told you that before, but for many of you that have worked uh, wherever you work, you pretty much know what the doctor is going to order or what the doctor should order or what you need to look out for, for spe specific symptoms, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that's where it's so powerful that we can have our own business. You can have your own business and teach the, the, the client 
Um, you don't call him a patient, I am assuming, or do right. you? Right. No, we call, I, I, it's almost interchangeable just because it's, yeah, like, it it's hard to break that habit. I'm so used to saying patient, but client usually is what we call them. And a lot of these people that we're dealing with aren't, you know, we want to get them help when, when they're healthy and keep them that way, right? Mm -hmm. Our aim and our goal is to keep people healthy, well, and away from this corrupt sick care system. Right. Yeah, that's right. all it is. It doesn't keep anyone well. Right. And, and, you know, a lot of it's education. Yes. Right. When you know better, you do better. Mm -hmm. So those pills that you're taking, you know, for the, you know, your blood pressure, it, it's not correcting it. It's, it's masking the symptoms. Yes. What this does is really find out why do you have high blood pressure? How can we help you with your diet and all of that? Yeah, getting to the root cause mm -hmm. and then eliminating the problem versus just, you know, um, putting a Band-Aid on it and masking those symptoms. And we've talked about this before. You know, I have multiple autoimmune conditions, was on Humira of a biologic for many, many years. And I was I had great symptom control with this. I was in remission for a long time. But as I decided that I just, you know, call me crazy, I just don't feel comfortable injecting pharmaceutical products in my body anymore. Right. <laughs> call me crazy, right? I, know, I just I feel uncomfortable. So I decided to come off of all of my uh, medication, my Humira. And, you know, since doing that, I've, I've, I mean, I've been suffering, you know, my symptoms are all coming back. I have uh, inflammation. My, I feel like my body is rocked with inflammation. Um, and it's unfortunate, but it just proves that you know we weren't getting to the root cause of why i was having these issues we were just putting a band-aid on it right. and as soon as we stopped that all returned now what could we have accomplished if we had just found out why made the changes necessary to eliminate the cause and then moved on with my life well yeah and you know we did touch a little bit about um earlier when we were talking about suspecting that maybe many of us are vaccine injured. Yes, I do. I believe that wholeheartedly. Now I believe that we are all vaccine injured on some level and we've just not connected the dots, right? I uh, made that connection that I, all of these autoimmune conditions that I have started about uh, 26 years ago when I was 19 years old and it was within six months. I just, I never thought about it before, but at looking back, um, it was probably within six months of when I started my a career in healthcare, and you have to get those three series happy yeah. to get into healthcare. So, um, well, there's studies yeah. done. I mean, I think the one control group that we do have um, are the Amish. Yes. They don't vaccinate their children, right. and they don't have all these high cases of. They don't have hardly any cases of autism and allergies and, you know. And you know what was interesting to me? I was very pro-vaccine my entire life in nursing career. You, you know that story. I just, you know, because I just implicitly trusted. And the event that I went to, so I went to an event last year. It was the American Health and Freedom Summit uh, that I was actually speaking at this event for Nurse Freedom Network. And I saw Brian Hooker and... Um, um, Neil Miller, they had a presentation on vaxxed versus unvaxxed data. Mm -hmm. And what an eye opener that was. This is what really changed and shifted it for me because I was sitting there. And if you were to look at the um, instances of autism and compare them vaccinated versus unvaccinated, what you know, right now we are seeing uh, autism in one in 36 children. Mm -hmm. One in 36 children and that th those numbers continue to rise. Um, right. What do you think 
the instance, I don't know if you know this, but what do you think the instance of autism in among the unvaccinated? What do you think that is? One in 3,000? It is virtually zero. Virtually zero. Virtually zero. zero. Wow. So, I mean, that is pretty compelling. Where did you see this? This is uh, Brian, the, the study of uh, Vax versus Unvax, Brian Hooker and Neil Miller. And okay. they presented that. I actually think they presented the same study during the autism uh, track at the American Health and Freedom Summit that we were just at. Um, and that was it for me. Like, that right. is what caused me to start digging deeper. Well, you know what I thought was interesting is that um, Hannah, the Australian oh, midwife yes. that, oh, that, she's has, amazing. that had the um, the presentation. Yeah. So she talked about how um, being a midwife is common yes. in, in almost all of the world except America. Yeah. Right. Or America, Brazil, and one other country, I think she said. It was America and two other countries. Other than that, midwives, um, they don't have labor and delivery nurses. They have midwives. They don't have the doctors that, you know, deliver the babies um, unless they, you know, it's a extreme it's like, like case. a collaborative, you know, the mid, it's in the hospital. It's midwives in the hospital. In the hospitals. The yeah. 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 And so, and she talked about... Um, you know, given the the babies the shot, mm -hmm. or you know, saying that they uh, you're a high risk pregnancy, so you have to get a C section and all of that, and how detrimental that you know has yes. been. Well, look at in, in this country, and I, I've worked in OB, and I we've all seen this where they are just kind of normalized, like almost like concierge, uh, you know, cesarean sections That's to, to accommodate, you know. Um, uh, either you know the convenience for the mother, convenience for the doctor's right, schedule. schedule. <laughs> I mean, what you're gonna you're gonna do, uh, this is absurd. Um, so I, I I see that over and over again, and and I'll just it's just incredible to me. But really, it's it's sad to me because I think that so many um, uh, you know the hospital system and this system as it is has really frightened women to believe that they can only safely deliver in a hospital. Um, when that's that's simply not true. The majority of women can safely deliver at home. Right, that's what she was and saying. And have a beautiful, too. beautiful health experience and start with she likes just, as she likes to say, start motherhood strong. Yeah. 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 And so that was really powerful. It you was. know, I and I think also too, Melissa with her functional medicine. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that Training. that's an amazing and the in her business coaching that she does along with that, she's teaching nurses who are very allopathically trained to uh, find the, the root cause of these issues, but not only that, and she's teaching them how to um, successfully have their own business. I took the training. Yes, I did too. Yeah. I did too. And it's and, and everybody, all the nurses that we onboard with Remnant, we actually require that they are all functionally, trained in functional medicine. Mm -hmm. um, so Melissa actually um, offers that course for our Remnant um, nurses that are coming on. She's so a, also offering a discount. Up she is. June. Yeah. You should put so the link in the bio. I absolutely will. I'll put that in the show notes. So I think it's like, safe. I think $525. Right. I think I, it's only like $2,000. No, not even. It's like nineteen seventy-five. I oh, think. Okay. So it's, it's less than $2,000. So, I mean, if there's a time to take it, and let me tell you, I her course is incredible. Right. And the it's value, only my seven goodness. weeks? Six weeks. Six seven weeks, seven yeah. weeks. You get a practitioner toolkit with it. I mean... She really went above and beyond in putting this together, and I'm, I continue to be impressed with her. And everybody that I have recommended that has taken this course has really been blown away. And the value, I mean, it, it's incredible. You would not be able to find this this same course 
with this amount of information and resources, for probably less than 10,000. No, I absolutely. Guess. I mean, I hired her on um, as my like provider essentially yeah. because I, you know, after taking the course, I, I wanted to see like, how is it? Well, I might as well be the, the test case, case right? Mm -hmm. So I, I did the um, Dutch testing and I did the GI map and, and she's helping me with the, the hormonal issues and stuff. So yeah, no, that's a great one. I think we yeah, put the link in the bio. Oh, absolutely. We'll do that. I mean, Ashley, Ashley Grog, she had the VARES, touching the VARES project. That's so important in educating nurses, it touched on moral injury, which has affected all of us. Um, and then uh, uh, Nurse Michelle, your Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, sorry, your Thursday O's of Nurses Out Loud with Gargle Snort Nebulize, you know, the important or snort gargle nebula. Right, and, and if you wanted to be a social media influencer. Oh gosh, yeah, Nurse Michelle's all over that one. If you're never <laughs> too old to be a social media influencer. No, <laughs> absolutely not. She'd start her own like social media influencer like training or something. Right, she should. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, everything that was so, it was so powerful, so impactful. Um, so I think that, you know, moving forward, um, you know, we've got something great coming up down the pike. We had that historic think tank meeting with uh, with Dr. Urso. Oh my gosh! We I wish we had Dr. more Urso. time to talk about it. But yeah. yes, it uh, Dr. Urso um, saw that you know the nurses. Uh, we were frustrated. We you know we want to see change, mm -hmm. and change is going to come through education mm -hmm. and. He was excited to uh, collaborate with us, and so we're we're doing big things. I cannot wait. Absolutely. Well, I, I hate that that's all the time that we have for today, my friends. But remember, we are here on the air five days a week, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern with a different nurse host daily. And you can also catch the Encore at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please be sure to tune in and listen to myself and my amazing sister nurses. As we walk you through all of these hot topics, we will empower you with information and education. We will advocate and we will stand in the gap for you because we are nurses and this is what we do. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton, and you can find me here every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Until next time, be safe, be well, and God bless. Be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part and share the stories, the articles, the podcasts, and videos so we can help secure America's future. Tune in tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as I hand off the baton to Nurse Michelle. We are in a war for the truth. We are putting out a bounty on the real misinformation and exposing the purveyors of propaganda. Join us weekdays with a different nurse host daily. No topic is off limits as we shine our lights and expose the darkness. It's time.